I'm Dustin. I'm Sylvia. I'm Bubbert. <laughs> and this is <laughs> Movies Against <laughs> Time. Please! For talking! For the fugitive! You ruined Schindler's Land! all Jackie Chan movies! Boogie Night! And take Mama's house! Here we are! Born to begin! I was so wish you were going to try a Scottish accent. <laughs> Why? He didn't. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. What kind of accent was that? Lots of places. <laughs> <laughs> this is Movies Against Time, a show where we revisit some of the greatest films in yesteryear and see if they still hold up. And what was our pick this week? Highlander from 1986. And why'd you want that one? Hmm. Because it's Good. <laughs> no, I love this movie. Uh, it always was going to be a pick from the start of this podcast. I'm surprised we haven't done it yet. At some point, yeah. I'm surprised it was me that picked it. It was my option a few times. I had watched uh, Medicine Man a while back, and it made me like re rediscover Sean Connery again. <laughs> and so I started going through some Sean Connery films and watched Highlander and was like, this is actually great. We need to cover this. <laughs> It was a good movie. It spawned a bunch, bunch of movies, a TV series. Yeah. I'm trying to think, was there two TV series for this one or just two there, different actors that played? There was two series. There was Highlander the series with Duncan McLeod, and then there was another Highlander the Raven. It was a female star. I couldn't that. get in. I've never seen the one with the female. She appeared in a bunch of episodes with, with Duncan in the TV show. Okay. She ended up getting her own spinoff. That was a fun show, and you remember it fondly, and then you try to watch it back, and you know, Adrian Paul's not a good actor. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. It's very hard to like get. He's very, very straight-faced in everything he did. <laughs> it, but, but it's like it's a show full of European models turned actors. Yeah. So it, they all kind of have a weird accent from different, lots of different places, <laughs> and they all kind of are new to acting, so they're, they're interacting in the scenes, and it's, it's bonkers. I, like, just pull up an, an, a scene of that show, and you'll realize these are not two people <laughs> in this story talking to each other. These are two actors learning phonetically how to say their lines in this episode. <laughs> I still watch it. I'm just saying, as an adult going back and watching it, you see that there's, oh, there's there's, there's cool problems. sword fighting. But yeah, there's, <laughs> there's also issues. <laughs> I don't think I ever watched the full series. I think it was just, I'd be flipping through channels get caught in it because I love the music in it and then flip out once the music was gone. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they kept the music for the show. Yeah. And that they kept the the non-English speaking main character. That's dope too. Whatever. It's all in the spirit <laughs> of the show. Or in the spirit of Highlander. I kind of like the show better just because it kept going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a key thing. It needs to keep going for you to keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> we said the same thing with Stargate. It's just you have more time to fall in love with those characters than you did with Connor yeah. in that hour and 50 minutes. But I, you know what I like to do? I like to go to the first season, whatever it is, and watch a couple episodes. And then I like to like skip forward to like seven or eight seasons <laughs> and just get an idea on how much better the actors are, how much more they've learned. That you can just see from the difference in years gone by. 
see their teeth get fixed two seasons later. <laughs> yeah. That sometimes happens. Yeah. And then I kind of wonder, does this guy or this girl really want to be in the same hairstyle for this long or have to keep worrying about their diet that much? <laughs> it's like that show, Castle. Yeah. The main character in that show, just no one seems to notice that he just gained a ton of weight <laughs> and tries to play like it didn't happen. <laughs> I've seen a few episodes of that. Not a lot, though. It's good. Yeah. It's You have to have nothing around you to get hooked. And once you're hooked, <laughs> you're there. Is it just me, or does it seem like he gained a bunch of weight in the later seasons, and they just don't mention it? He just wears more layers. I think he just wears more layers. And they There's definitely a reason do not he's mention. wearing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a caddy episode for me. Huh? Claws <laughs> yeah. are out tonight. <laughs> What's up, your bum? Oh, no, I'm coming at everybody. Adrian <laughs> Paul ain't safe. <laughs> Castle ain't safe, wherever that guy is. So the, way, this- the way I understand it, Adrian Paul was like a legit sword fighter. Like yeah. He legitimately trained to fight with swords. So he's getting he a, a couple comforters on. Race car driver, all kinds of tech idea, all kinds of stuff. It's yeah. cold. So is this the first time for anybody? No. <laughs> Not me. I think it's the first time watching all the way through. I watched it three times this week, and that puts me in about ten times. <laughs> yeah. We watched it on the 10th anniversary Highlander Director's Cut, Letterboxd Edition, VHS. That I don't think I've ever saw till today. Still has the online catalog in the box. Yeah. <laughs> I like that catalog. By Duncan that- McLeod's sword. Yeah. My least favorite sword out of all the swords is actually Ramirez's. I like Duncan's and I like Connor's. Like when he first starts, Connor's sword is, is cool. It's the sword that's on the cover of the movie is Connor's sword. My least favorite is the Kurgan's. That's true. Never mind. <laughs> okay, the Kurgan when he first starts, or the Kurgan when he has that ridiculous suitcase thing. The suitcase. I thought that was, I don't know. It just irritated me. It took you me can't out of the movie. piece a sword together mid-blade. No. No, 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 no. That thing looks like it's a cheap knockoff piece of plastic. I've seen children's toy fake swords built more durable than that. It's supposed to be like a cool, look how cool and futuristic his steel is. And it's just like, wow, that thing doesn't look durable at all. Clipped together like Legos. Yeah, it's all magnets. Like, uh, all I was thinking was he needs to figure out how to get this sword into places he's not allowed to bring it. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it'd be difficult to carry a broadsword with you everywhere you go but i could figure it out at the same time somebody comes up on you you gotta oh wait a minute let me let me assemble this first yeah <laughs> oh, you're well, really he gonna a, get it <laughs> he has a little bit of warning that weird sick feeling they get every time someone's close that they need to be worried about yeah hold on <laughs> almost done you're gonna hate this <laughs> <laughs> so much crap. It didn't seem like too many people try to sneak up on him, though. He was always with the upper hand. Yeah, that, that teed me off halfway through the film at the zoo with the lions. And you see the Kurgan standing, or Victor Kruger, yeah. standing behind them. And Connor's just dull, completely oblivious to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He didn't feel sick. He didn't seem like he cared. Until right after he walks away, then he looks. Mm-hmm. I get it's a movie, but <laughs> you set up rules that they feel each other, and then he didn't feel it. Yep. So it opens up with voiceover from Sir Sean Connery. I would love to have that in the front of my name. Sir? Yeah. Sylvia? 
Well, not Sir Silver, but I mean, whatever it is. What would it be? Lady? I guess so. Lady Sylvia. I think. How does that work? Or the Duchess of Windsor, whatever it would be. Is that like if you've been knighted, right? Yeah, I yeah. guess if you, there's like, there's websites now advertising on a bunch of podcasts. I forget the name of it because they don't advertise with ours. But they sell you like a one foot by one foot plot of land I've and you become that. a lord or lady yeah. for owning land in that <laughs> Scotland or something. Yeah. So all we got to do is buy you a plot of land and you can be Lady Sylvia. All I was thinking was that good enough excuse to be like, I have to go visit my land so I can get to Scotland or Ireland because I really want to go both those places. You get there, it's like a it's a curb next to a gutter in a parking lot. This is this is mine. <laughs> yeah. So that VO though, with the echo effect and all that, did you look into how they achieved that echo effect? The wait, say again, the what? The voiceover with Sean Connery. Yes, I did. It wasn't something they did on purpose. No. He recorded it. What in his hotel in the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It comes out good. I don't mind. Just it. had reverb from being in a bathroom. Yeah, it did sound good though. Yeah. <laughs> he worked on that film for one week. Yep. Go him. He did an awesome job. Yeah, he made a million dollars for doing one week. <laughs> yeah. Wish I could find a job like that. Yeah, no doubt. Gosh. But he's earned that million, in my opinion, because he's probably the best character in the film. No doubt. Once he dies, it's like all the the charisma of the film died. <laughs> He's the most most skilled actor in the whole film. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I loved it when he was telling him to feel the steed. Thought that was funny. Their feet the stag. In the stag. Their feet in the sand. Oh yeah, I was gonna bring that up. Ramping up his his adrenaline. Yeah. That scene I wrote down is my favorite scene because, yeah. and it's just because of how Sean Connery's playing it. You see, he's actually kicking his foot like a stag mm-hmm. would do, yeah. and he's like breathing in and coming in and out, and like right behind Lambert. Yeah. And it, it's just a stark difference between someone who's been doing it on a high level for decades between someone who's starting out, and you see mm-hmm. it on screen in that moment. Yeah, yeah, Lambert was kind of just standing there. He's yeah, like, he's like, what it. are you doing? I feel it. I feel it. But he's not right. But you can't you can't compare him to Sean He's not Connery. Showing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's just so good. <laughs> what about how he introduced himself? They're laying in the grass, and he just jumps over them with a horse. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was rude. He just, <laughs> yeah, <pretty laughs> just buzzing the tower. <laughs> so, do you guys think Queen worked on this at all? <laughs> a little bit. Felt like Kiss worked on this. What? <laughs> how dare you? Why? I didn't hear a Kiss song. I didn't mean about the song. I oh. mean about all the... You have the little girl. You have the guy in the ring with his tongue. You have okay, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the other one at the end of the movie with his tongue, too. Like, there were so many yeah. things with the tongue just <laughs> going out like a snake. Executive I was like, <laughs> produced by Gene Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I, mean. I felt like it was done by Kiss. Better need more tongue in this next thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many times. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> boobs, too. Tongues and boobs, the whole movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And enough queen to give you mercury poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's a good movie for you. You didn't end up seeing any naked butts this time. I know. That's actually took a number off the score for me. <laughs> <laughs> we open up at Connor McCloud, with Connor McCloud at Madison Square Garden at a wrestling event. Yeah. Guess he's a rose was a wrestling fan. I don't think so. No. I mean, did he look happy to be there at all? 
His eyes were so big for most of the movie. I had a hard time trying to figure out when he was just okay and when he was upset about things. He looked like he was tricked into being there for some reason, the way he was acting. Well, he did say it was lousy wrestling when he was talking to the cops. Yeah, maybe cops that's later. what it was. He wanted some he Bret did, Hart. He didn't, he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't appreciating what he was seeing. Yeah, what he had to pay for. <laughs> Expecting to see the excellence of execution, instead he gets Michael P.S. Hayes. Yeah, <laughs> who goes to a wrestling event with a sword anyway? Yeah, <laughs> and a bad attitude. Yeah. How do you hide the sword? I, I don't know. Like I get, he has a big trench coat. I get that, but. It's shaped weird. Yeah, when you sit down, it's not. It doesn't bend. <laughs> it doesn't work when you sit down, does it? <laughs> it was supposed to be a hockey event, I guess. But oh, and the, yeah, the NHL didn't want any violence associated with them. Yeah, because they said something about they were gonna they were gonna focus on the violence of the hockey match. Yeah, that would have made more sense for Connor's personality. I think they just wanted something violent. Yeah. yeah. I thought boxing would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. Probably cheaper to film, too, just two guys instead of four or a team of hockey players. <laughs> I liked the the camera work in that scene. They they, they do the what, – what ends up being how they do the – like in NFL games, you'll see them going across wires with the camera. The cameras above that are the players. remote controlled on the wires. Yeah. yeah. They do that in this one on – Connor, when it when it goes up from the ring up to the audience where Connor's sitting, yeah. and I was like, "How did they get that shot?" Because <laughs> I know it wasn't a drone; it's eighty six. Yeah. yeah, and the height and the distance it traveled, they couldn't have been a crane. That's when I found out it was the same guy who invented the Steadicam. This one dude we always bring up every time <laughs> had done that wire working. Yeah, it was pretty good. They had a few different like aerial shots in that during that whole scene. I was getting some Sam Raimi vibes towards the end, <coughs> especially when Connor kills Kruger. Mm-hmm. He's standing there, all the glass breaks, and the camera just rushes to his face, and he's like, there can only be one. <laughs> that was like a total Sam Raimi shot of the, way the camera the flying right in to on his face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goes out to the parking lot after getting the feeling. It was a great fight. I was going nuts trying to figure out the actor playing that. Fa- Fazil is his name? I think so, yeah. Sounds right. I'm like looking at him because there's some points where he's being shot and it looks like that's Powers Booth. It's not, though. (laughs) And then there's a couple scenes where it's being shot in a way where I thought it was Craig T. Nelson. (laughs) But no, it's not him. I look it up. It's just a stunt guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Known for stunts, doing stunts. Interesting style. Late night aviator, dark sunglasses in a parking lot. Yeah. He had a trench too, didn't he? Like a gray trench? Yep. Yeah. I guess that's their theme when they got to hide a long blade. I do love that, though. I mean, making fun of the glasses, I, I like that angle. Of the, <laughs> the glasses hitting the ground, and we see him running with the shot of, through the glasses. The cool, interesting shot. A lot of cool, interesting camera angles. I didn't look up. Is yeah. the director like a music video guy? Because <laughs> that and the transitions are cool. There was, I counted three or four really neat, just imaginative transitions. Yeah. Right here, we get one where it zooms up into the ceiling of the parking garage and then up over the fence in Scotland. That transition's right, yeah. neat. And then from that, when, <clears throat> when Connor gets stabbed and, and you see him bleeding out on the ground, like a circle transition comes in on him and then it, it opens up and the circle was the eyeball of him in the future. Yeah, that was yeah, a cool one too. I that was that. neat also. And then there was a third one. I forget what it was. But they, they really do that a lot in this one. I think those are neat. <laughs> you don't need them, but they're cool. Yeah, I kind of think they did need it <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> It felt right. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you don't get stressed out when they go to the past and you're having flashbacks like you do with some of the movies. Everything felt kind of natural. It didn't felt pushed or yeah, the flashbacks exaggerated. The flashbacks were kind of placed in the right places. And in the right order. <laughs> yeah. It didn't hurt pacing. Yep. I didn't feel like we did it on the Knight's Tale, where it was just in the wrong spots and for no reason needed. A Knight's Tale, and I didn't like it in uh, King Arthur. And the yeah, Legend the flashbacks are weird yeah. in that one. So how mad would you be if your cars were down there? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that whole fight's cool. It's weird. It's a weird movie fight. Usually you don't have cars as your prop. Prop. Yeah. <laughs> Them running across the hoods of the cars. But, like, Connor's trying to slash at him and hitting the pipe instead, and then the steam comes out and fucks him up. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a usual thing you see our hero do. That's usually what the, the villain does. It's a mistake, yeah. Yeah, the heel <laughs> does that. And then in the extended cut we watched, there's just a long shot of Fazil doing backflips out of the garage. <laughs> I hated that. Well, it's not in the American theatrical cut. It's only in what we watched. In the the American cut, that fight's much shorter. We get a lot more fight footage. I didn't. I loved the whole fight. I just didn't understand the backflips. No, it's so silly. Yeah, that was the only part I didn't like. Everything else was wonderful. It felt like it came straight out of like a loaded weapon movie. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) kind of wrongfully accused. Liu Kang and his bicycle kicks. Yeah, (laughs) along those lines. And then another thing that we don't usually get in a movie fight, especially the first fight with our hero, is he disarms him and then swiftly cuts his head off. Whoa! <laughs> That's the way it should be done. Quick and sweet. <laughs> he quickens so hard all the cars bust. They, even, they make a point to show one car just spilling oil as he's making an O face. Just, <laughs> oh! <psh. laughs> like, to him. I liked when the hubcaps like flew off the car. Yeah, the electric effect that People say is so corny and cheesy. Yeah, I, I get I'm looking at a special effect, but I think it's just visually cool. When they do that electric over the film effect, mm-hmm. I've always liked that. What other movies <clears throat> have that? Like Star Wars. It's been recut and recut, so I'm sure now it's digital. But originally when the Emperor's using his electric effect, it was it was like drawn like that. A lot of, oh, a lot yeah. of 80s and like... It's just the technology they had to work with them. Yeah. Some of them do it well. Some of them don't do it so well. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> this one I felt like was done right. Like the, the lightning's following the thing on screen so well that it doesn't feel out of place. A right. lot of times it's like going on a path that isn't there. We get that. We're back in Scotland with Cousin Dougal. I love that name, Dougal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard him say that and I immediately would like wanted to write something with a character named Dougal. I think, that, I think that's a, a legitimate Scottish name. I've, I've heard that before. Wasn't McDougal's where you go for maybe that's it in in coming to America? It was the the not McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> McDougal's. Yep. Should do that movie at some point too. Yeah. <laughs> Love coming to America. I did not like the fight in Scotland when the families are going at it. Oh yeah. I thought that was stupid. I know they were ordered not to fight right. him, but you can still fight somebody yeah. without killing them. And also, you can still fight them. No one told you you can't fight them. Yeah. yeah. So him just standing there bitching at his kinsmen that are being like two on one right now. Why will no one <laughs> yeah, fight me? Yeah, yeah dude. Oh, that made me mad. No one will fight me. Well, then help me. Yeah. Well, hey, I got two over here. You want one? <laughs> they keep running away. 
I did like uh, the lightning striking, like the foley in this, the, the sound work in this movie is great. The lightning striking has that great sound during the battle, and then it follows up with them seeing the Black Knight on that cliff, and we get those guitar riffs every time, like the, the horse bucks. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that was cool as hell. Oh, maybe you're right. This guy probably did music videos. <laughs> yeah, it felt like a really cool music video. <laughs> I like that they explain away in the police station. They're like, you, you talk funny, Nash. Where are you from? Lots of different places. <laughs> yeah. Like that works, yeah. He's he's been around since. I mean, hell, that that fight that we we cut back to was fifteen thirty six. Yeah, fifteen thirty six. <laughs> so he's had some time to go around from country to country and get weird accents. It doesn't work if you show him in Scotland talking, and he don't sound Scottish. Yeah, which he's doing it in Scotland. He is going for it. You can hear him trying the Scottish accent. Yeah, but he's, he's not, not great at it, it. especially <laughs> when he's surrounded by a bunch of Scottish actors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he tried hard though. A lot of those extras weren't even actors. They were just people that lived there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because they filmed in Scotland. Yep. And it shows that you made your movie better by doing that. It's beautiful. <laughs> All the scenery in this movie is so beautiful. The castle that you saw there wasn't, they didn't have to construct it. It was already there. I want to go, Bob. <laughs> it's the only place I've ever wanted to travel is Scotland and Ireland. Really? Only places. I don't care about beaches, cruises. I just want to go there. I'll live on the moor. The sheep. <laughs> I don't know how every single one of the uh, the opposing family knows that's Connor and not to fight him. Yeah, really? <laughs> Black Knight shows up. Later, we find out is the Kurgan. The looks great. The skull helmet he's wearing. Yeah, he looks so good. <laughs> yeah. They made him look about as evil as you can make anybody look. Like, he wrote into period. this movie from Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. He's straight out of that movie. <laughs> Gets off his horse, fight me! <laughs> and then, of course, it's it's no fight. It's just he stabs him through the Yeah, sword. he didn't even get a chance to swing his sword. No. Because <laughs> he's not good at sword fighting. No. <laughs> it doesn't seem like. It seems like brutal strength always with him. Yeah. I, I, like uh, Connor, I'm saying. I don't think at this point in the movie he's good at sword fighting at all. No. Supposedly there was a whole scene of him training with some some Japanese guy that was that was cut. I know, I read about that. That sucks. And, and this was after after Sean he worked with Sean Connery, but supposedly he went on to train train in Japan. Yeah. To learn sword fighting, but the whole thing got cut. And then they couldn't even piece it back together because it was a warehouse fire and they lost all the yeah, it's all just gone. All, all the video that they saved. <laughs> that would have been interesting to put that back in there. I would like to see that. They showed, they showed a lot of that kind of stuff in the TV series with Duncan. Yeah. He's a Highlander, by God. He doesn't need to hear a woman's wailing. <laughs> was it the last thing he hears doesn't need to be a woman's wailing? Yeah. You didn't think that Kragen had weird sword fighting? Uh, maybe. He, he fought differently than... they all. I like that they all had different styles. Like, Ramirez had a style. And I think Connor was closer to Ramirez. But Kurgan was just... Brute force, but he also yeah. had some spins he was doing. They all were good. Yeah, he had a couple of little tricky moves, but like like when he fought Sean Connery, that little castle tower yeah. thing they were in, it was that seemed like it was mostly just brute swings. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just feel like with him, I know it's about swords in this movie. <clears throat> I get that. But I feel like if they just gave him a mace, <laughs> yeah. they could just he yeah. could just hit their head off, and he would have been better because that's what his body looks like to me. Yeah. He should just have this huge Clancy, thing. <laughs> Clancy Brown is playing the Kurgan or, or Victor Kruger, and he's just huge. 
He's so <laughs> yeah. big compared to everyone. I, I guess when I think of sword fights, I think of quick steps and agility and stuff like that. And he he's, just doesn't match it for yeah. me. He's good, though. He's always a villain, really, yeah. in everything he plays. He's, he had a quote, every time I play a good guy in a movie, nobody likes it. Yeah, he's kind of naturally got a bit of a menacing appearance. <laughs> Boys and girls at home would know Clancy Brown as Mr. Krabs for the past 20 years on Spongebob. <laughs> yeah. I, I had no clue. Found that out. I was like, what? Yeah. It makes his, sense that you hear him talking. That's his voice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to be Dr. Pearl. I guess it's true he didn't get paid for this role. How does that work? If you're credited and you're they, part of the Screen Actors Guild. They, he, he was quoted on an interview saying that he he was never paid for this role, and the producers thought it was payment enough to work alongside Sean Connery. <laughs> That's just insulting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel like it's illegal. It should Probably be. Probably is. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's a, that's one of those things I could only find a snippet of a of a trivia fact that oh he wasn't paid he it was thought to be payment enough that he worked with Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't find anything. I found it on a few a few different sites that said the same thing. I mean, I don't. They said it was during an interview where he said that, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, it I, just doesn't I, I feel like I couldn't find the actual interview. <laughs> like it is a business. It is a job. Yeah. Like, you can't, I don't know. That's some non-union shit going on when you're not paying actors, and I don't think that was what this film was. Yeah. hope they had to pay for all his travel, if that's the case, and everywhere he had to, like, sleep and eat, because that's just yeah, nonsense really. otherwise. <laughs> that's expensive. I mean, he's the villain of the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's not like he's a bit role. Second, no. It's basically second main character. He yeah. has to be on set for months. Yep. For free? <laughs> hey, who knows? Uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I couldn't find the actual interview where they say they, they yeah, I quoted either. it from, but yeah, I see, I did see that said on a few different sites. Connor's leaving in his Mario Kart, <laughs> and they pull, they they all stop him at the entrance of the parking garage, and that one dude's just freaking out immediately, like escalating the situation. No de-escalation tactics at all. Just, yeah, no. Come on, goddamn it, move! <laughs> You're yelling, move to the suspect. What does that mean for him? <laughs> yeah. Move! Move now! Runs up, throws him against a car. <laughs> puts the gun to his forehead. Don't even breathe. <laughs> okay, man. You don't even know what crime he's done yet. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> like, the only thing I think they could get him on for right there is just maybe speeding out of there. If there was yeah. Like- Unless- I mean, he was exiting a parking garage. Yeah. Right? At that point, you're not really necessarily speeding, but it's like... I think He they- was going fast. There was some Yeah, skid. I think they call it... Uh, there's there's actually a ticket you can get for that. I think it's called dangerous acceleration. Yeah, huh. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of it because but there's I like go slow in parking lots. Fourteen <laughs> cop cars out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I don't think they were there for him pulling out too fast. Well, the whole garage practically exploded. I mean, <laughs> there's that. There's the explosion thing, but I mean, but he's you, you a potential witness. It's a, it's Madison Square Garden. You maybe. don't think people would be fleeing an explosion? Well, maybe he was. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. he was just running away because he was scared. <laughs> What do you expect me to do? The whole place was blowing up. <laughs> it's hard. You know, when we do a movie like this, you want to avoid the phrase perfect film. <laughs> so luckily we have spots like that where we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a Mario Kart, by the way. It was a Porsche. <laughs> oh, my bad. He should have just shot a turtle shell out the front and made room <laughs> past those cops. That interrogation scene. <laughs> That's been my least favorite part of the whole movie. I don't see how many. It feels what's, like what's the right word for those jokes? Oh, the I just didn't like homophobic it. jokes. Yeah. There was no call for it. 
that I mean, especially in a movie like this, where I, I know it was a different time. That was yeah. jokes people made in movies, but in this one, the actors are so not Sean Connery that <laughs> it's it's just it's like glaring. Yeah. You know? What's the matter cruising for a piece of ass? It doesn't even come out right. I give it more emotion than he does. <laughs> it wouldn't have been bad if it was like maybe one or two, but I felt like it was like five in a row. Yeah. Of course, it was the one cop that was the dickhead, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the inter- interrogation. <laughs> and at one point, Connor's just like, you're sick, man. And so the cop punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah. And then right. they try to keep him there. Like, hey, this isn't over yet. No, we are done. If I had a lawyer, I have this whole department. Mm-hmm. That's just normal police interrogation tactics from the 80s. Yeah, that's how they did it in the 80s. <laughs> it really felt like the only comedic roles in the movie were the police. <laughs> yeah, like, They were the only thing making it unbelievable. <laughs> not the not the immortal sword sorcerers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the main storyline is more believable than the cops. Than the way the cops acted, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they're at the crime scene and the chief's... Doing his thing with his cup of coffee and everything that Brenda's there. She's like, Hey, take a look at this. He's having a conversation with one guy, and, and the guy's like, And he's like, Yeah, we just saw something like this two weeks ago in New Jersey. And the chief's like, Yeah, but I figured it's Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It happens all the time in Jersey. And she calls him over. He walks over and trips over the dead body. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty incompetent cops. He failed at securing the scene. They actually crap all over New Jersey in this one because in, inter- in the interrogation, you ever get over to Jersey, Nash? Not if I can help it. <laughs> Damn, everybody's burning New Jersey. <laughs> wonder how Jersey was in that time period. Never really heard anything bad about it. I don't know. Is that where Goodfellas came from? I think so. Wasn't The Sopranos New Jersey? I think so. Then there was that documentary, Jersey Shore. I never watched it. Yeah, I try to imagine that didn't happen. I like documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> about that hotel. Kruger, or Kr- Kurgan. Oh, yeah. Ends up at a hotel. I think that falls under the category of motel. Oh, yes. yeah. Not I, quite as good as hotel. Yeah, it's a five-star. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the one you can have a couple of hours and be out. Goes like, he got like four-star hotels, and it goes all the way down to one-star hotels, and then didn't he start rating the motels? Yeah. That was like a one-star motel. <laughs> Those are the ones that usually don't ask for your credit cards. <laughs> yeah. and you Those are the ones cash. that rent rooms by the hour. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that have weird problems. Like, you go and lay down, and it's like, why is there seaweed in the bed? <laughs> yeah. what, is, what is this place? <laughs> that one black guy by the counter that was sitting there. Yeah. I have seen this movie twice now this week. I cannot tell you what he says. <laughs> he, I not, he got like a strong grumble to his voice. I watched it with subtitles on. And what <laughs> it sounds like he's saying isn't what the subtitles say, which really threw me off. <laughs> I, I don't think I didn't watch it with the subtitles. I don't know. You know what he reminded me of listening to him talk? That one coach's assistant in uh, yeah. the, the water boy. In water boy, yeah. <laughs> I don't Yeah. And but the hotel owner is great. He just is snapping all the time. Like he says yeah. something. It sounded like he was saying something about, you know, you need broads or blow dial O. And mm-hmm. then it sounded like he said something about yeah 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 O oh, or something. But you can't really make out the first couple of words. Right. Yeah. And then the subtitles are like, "Lucky Strike has the best tobacco." <laughs> and that's what the subtitle said. He said, and it's not what he said. No, that ain't even close. <laughs> I don't know what he said, but it didn't sound anything like that. <laughs> That's when we get that scene of him assembling his knockoff sword. Yeah. That made me so mad, that sword. Just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. First time you go to block a swing, it's like, oh, there goes half my sword. Yep, gone. 
Another thing is these swords are so razor sharp. You make a point to, te- to tell you that. I mean, you see when he cuts off the dude's head, the sword went into the, the cement column. Yeah. But every chance they get, the actors are grabbing him by the blades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like him assembling that sword, holding the blade to put the other blade on it. If it was razor sharp the way some of these swords are sharpened. Yeah. You wouldn't have a hand no. at the moment. You see him drop like a, a featherweight handkerchief over one of them and it just slices in half as it touches the sword. <laughs> and they're just grabbing it by the thing and pulling it out of their chest. It's like, whatever, dude. Your fingers are gone. Yeah. What about Candy? Yeah. <laughs> so weird. We don't see nothing happen to her. I wonder if they filmed something happening to her. I don't know. I would imagine they would. I don't see why they would just have her come in for three seconds. They don't even have a good piece with her later when he's walking back. There's no pale. There's just, hi, I'm Candy. Of course you are. (laughs) That's it. And then like 30 minutes later, he's at the hotel again. And the guy's like, hey, I heard you liked Candy. Says you're real kinky. Don't ever talk to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We don't talk about Candy anymore. (laughs) Maybe that's how Clancy Brown was paid. He didn't get money. (laughs) He just got candy. He just got candy. (laughs) He yokes him up by his throat after he said something else. <laughs> hey, totally snaps on that dude for no reason. Like, yeah, he's yeah. trying to be your friend. He sent you candy. Yeah. Sent you candy, offered you drugs. Yeah, blow candy. We need. <laughs> he just wants the things thrown at him. He doesn't want you to say a word. <laughs> you just give them to him. At some point, we, we end up back at the parking garage where Connor's retrieving his sword he threw up in the lights there. Yeah. They end up at that bar. <clears throat> and he walks in. He's like, you go to the garden. And then both the bartender and her are like, what? And he said it off screen, so I don't know. This is weird. <laughs> that scene felt weird to me. Did it feel weird to you guys or fine? Yeah. It's like he was talking to the bartender, but not. That's what it looked like, yeah. Because the bar- Well, the bartender was walking away from her, and he was like dead even with Connor when he said it. So it felt like he was talking to him. Yeah. And then she gets up, walks over to him. What did you say? Yeah. And, and this is where... Another time when the acting is just kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't know. First of all, what, what they're saying, it makes, and the way he's acting, it's like, no, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. I, were you at the, were you following me? I want to walk you home. Like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> That's what happens in that bar. And then, but then she leaves first and then hides and follows him. Yep. I don't know if that was supposed to be romantic or charming the way he said it in that bar scene, because it was not. No, it was <laughs> definitely creepy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, basketball, wrestling. That was that was a stalker moment. The circus. <laughs> the three main things you could see at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Only thing I ever went to Madison Square Garden for was monster trucks. <laughs> I don't I think a, I've ever been there. I was a kid. That place was huge and it was deafening. <laughs> I went there just to see the flowers and then it turned out it wasn't that kind of garden and I left. I was pissed. Uh, yeah. That's another cool transition. The fade out from his face in Scotland to the Mona Lisa. Oh, yeah. They did it a lot in this Yeah, movie. they did those things, that type of thing quite often. I love the training session with, with Ramirez. That was good. Even though there's a lot of times where it's definitely a stunt actor. There was one thing that didn't make sense to me. They were, they were showing the, the whole training thing, right? I mean... The, the fighting with the swords back and forth and him showing him stuff. And like every time he's got the sword to, to Connor's neck. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're up on the, on the peak above, above the ocean on, on the cliff. And Connor finally knocks Ramirez's sword out of his hands. And then a few moments later, they're doing another scene where Ramirez shows up, walks up to Connor and says, okay, show me what you got. Oh yeah. Like he already just beat you. Yeah. <laughs> he just beat you a minute ago. <laughs> 
That was one of the parts, though, when, when they're on that cliff fighting. Yeah. It's it's a really far away shot. I don't know if that's yeah. a helicopter shot or how they're doing that. Seemed like it, yeah. But Ramirez is like 50 pounds heavier in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not Sean Connery. <laughs> like, I'm not going near that cliff. You're crazy. <laughs> I thought the thing where he kicked him off the boat was kind of weird, too. Like he's, That's how he showed him he couldn't die. Yeah. <laughs> it just made him sink to the bottom of the lake. <laughs> That's a good way to show him. I mean, is it worse than having someone stab you with a tiny dagger <laughs> to show you to show them that you're immortal? I don't know. Depends on the water going in your lungs, which one you rather have, like, feeling like you can't breathe as you're having to walk out of a pond because you don't know how to swim. Or just having a quick stab that you probably got a <laughs> tolerance for at this point since you've having to fight so many people and just have oh, the blood come no. up and then close. I'm going to call bullshit on he's developed a tolerance of stabbing. Well, I mean, you have to develop, you have to develop a tolerance for getting punched in the face when you're a boxer, right? It's not like a normal person that gets punched in the face well, on an everyday basis. Um, you do this as a living. You're not to know how to take a punch. There's, there's a lot of aspects to what you're talking about here. I just love the idea that like, <laughs> like how kings used to take a little bit of poison. So yeah, they could yeah. be, but in this, in this, in this case, he just takes a little bit of stabbings <laughs> to the point where you can stab him and don't even hurt no more. He got up a lot quicker from that stabbing than he did from his first. Took him all night. Well, to the recover. first was a claymore. Apparently, it was in five pieces. We learned later, <laughs> but the second was just a tiny little pen dagger. It kind of sucked. Yeah, I guess what I was trying to say is like. He fell in the water, stands up underwater, and realizes he can breathe. He looks around. He's like, what the? That's a good way to show you're immortal, as opposed to taking just a little pig sticker, sticking it in your stomach anywhere, and then pulling it out. And then that, oh, well, you see, I can't die. (laughs) Like, that doesn't show you're immortal. It just, you'd like to get stabbed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You probably have internal bleeding. This You can die later from this. (laughs) Yeah, David Blaine does it all the time. What about they do that, (laughs) and then they just start porking? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so stupid. She's, yeah, that was weird. She is Brenda's into stab play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> Imagine if I know that's your kink that way. Oh, this only works with immortals. <laughs> oh no, I can't get off unless I stab. <laughs> and that would be the stab one. I think it would be the blood one, the fetish for blood. That sounds disgusting and like it would stink. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pimple under my nose, like. Under my mustache, just under my nostril the other day, and I squeezed it. This is this is if you guys are eating, listen close. <laughs> and it was one of those things where it just it just bled, but it was so close to my nostril that I smelt the blood, like and the you smell that smell. copper. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I hated this whole situation. I actually don't get skewed out by that smell. It's usually not directly under my nostril. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I don't think I've ever thought to try and smell blood. Yeah. <laughs> there's just some situations you're in when there's just so much of it all around you. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. I got to yeah, call you on this one. What's happening now? You know how every once in a while you're in one of those situations where you're just in a pool of blood? <laughs> <laughs> you find yourself. Bummer. One of my friends. Oh, God. One of my friends was riding their bike, right? And they were half drunk. They flipped the bike. They hit their head on a rock, all this. And they're just walking in my house, trails of blood behind them. And we're like, we have to get you to the hospital. And they're like, well, I'm fine. 
I'm just, and all this blood's all around you, and you're having to deal with that. And you have the people that can't see blood or smell blood, and they're running and throwing up in other places. And then you have the people that are infected, and then people are like, this is gross. Do we really have to help? Yeah. No. <laughs> I guess I don't like the smell of it right under my nostril, but it doesn't affect me in that way. Like, I've, I've, I've worked jobs where, I worked in a jail for three years. Like, blood doesn't yeah. really bother me that way. <laughs> What about the helicopter trying to arrest them from the sky? <laughs> yeah. And they identify her, and they don't ask her why. Yeah, the cops are so... Weird. Non... They're, like, inconsequential. Yeah. At one point, they get a description of the guy, an artist rendering, and they know what he looks like, and that's the last time we see cops for the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, it does not matter from that point out. No, the only thing they gave you on that is just the picture in the newspaper. Yeah. And then that scene of the cops getting yelled at by the newsstand owner. What does incompetent mean? Ha ha ha. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> what was the other one he asked? There was two. What does baffled mean? <laughs> just like trying to ignore him. <laughs> the whole time we're, we're cutting back and forth between uh, the, the training montage with, with those two and then... <laughs> He's giving them little rules as they fight. Like, never get, never lose your temper. You lose your head and you're out. That's it. <laughs> never overextend when you thrust. Leaves you vulnerable and off balance. And, and then his woman said something. That's good rules for multiple things. You don't want to overextend <laughs> when you thrust. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Maybe she didn't say anything, but the it was sort of like a look or a... It was just really cute. I like that I know. part. And then he, he comes back, come on, <laughs> Heather! <laughs> so weird his choices one thing i did like and i can't appreciate i see what the actor was doing connor only smiles in flashbacks showing he's only happy in the past right by the time we see him in the 80s he does not smile anymore right yeah ramirez keeps trying to convince him to get rid of heather yeah because he knows he's not going to age and she is yeah which makes for a really awkward ending there <laughs> that scene at the village and they're talking he's like i just want a family can't have a family, Bendejo. <laughs> we can't have children. Yeah. No no El Ninos, Bendejo. <laughs> I wonder if he ever told Heather that. Because at the end, when she's passing, she says, my one, re- what is it, my like one regret was not giving you children. Yeah. So I was like wondering if she knew or she blamed herself for that. Mm. That's why the only reason I was caring. But those little shits copping feels on Heather. Yeah, the kids, yeah. Just run up and grab her boobs. <laughs> She's like, oh, you're so bad. You little devils. <laughs> and then what? And then you find out they're all extras from like people that live there. <laughs> Just a bunch of kids. I'm going to grab an actress's boobs. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't really imagine they told them to do that. <laughs> oh, no. It just happened. <laughs> hey, children. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I was like, do you want to shoot that up? And she, no, I'm good. Yeah. Let's not try it. <laughs> Maybe these little turds to catch another feel. <laughs> yeah. Then we get the night that it's uh, Ramirez and Heather in the tower talking. Yeah, I must have wine. missed something there. Even like I said, I watched it three times this week. And I, yeah, where did Connor go? No, we don't know. I wrote the same thing down. <laughs> where was, the hell is Connor? Why was he this? not there? <laughs> he's just not there. No explanation for it. He's just—it's just one of those nights where Ramirez and Heather are having a date night. Watched that scene three times in the past week, and all three times I, I felt, felt like I missed something. There's never a reason he's not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Ramirez gets robbed in that fight. By the way. Yeah. Connery straight up outfights. Clancy, it's awesome. 
He's got him on the road. The fight starts with him just slicing his front of his neck. Yeah. yeah. Just slicing his throat, his neck, his... Slits his throat from side to side. That's a great way to start a fight. <laughs> yeah. I'm on board when you start it by slicing someone's throat. You get the advantage right off. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like cocky about it. Does it hurt? <laughs> that was my problem with that fight is that he he did that and Kurgan kind of stumbled back and lowered his arms, lowered his sword. Right. One, one hand went to his throat to grab it. He and Connor, and Connery just kind of stands back and poses. Yeah. Instead of following up. <laughs> That's my one problem with that whole fight scene, because it's a great fight scene. Yeah. That's not my one problem. There's a couple things. But yeah. <laughs> straight up, Ramirez won that fight. We see it from the beginning of the fight. Yeah. Unless he just gets real tired real fast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> the way the Kurgan gets the upper hand is he falls from the top of the tower down. Yeah. And now he has the upper hand from falling. Yeah. I don't <laughs> No, maybe give him time for that throat thing to heal. I guess <laughs> my cut improved your voice. But if you go by if home. you go by Star Wars, I mean that gave Sean Connery the upper ground, the high ground. Right. <laughs> Connery runs all the way back down the stairs, and now it's Kurgan chasing Connery upstairs. Yeah, now he's lower than him. It didn't make sense. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think they knew how to follow through with giving a giving him a heroic death, but getting rid of him because right. Because they only have him for a week. They yeah. know they can't yeah. keep him for much longer. They have to find a way to, to get him killed, but they just, I don't think they landed it. They, they, when, yeah. when they do, when he does cut off Ramirez's head, it's like we don't have a really good reason why Ramirez isn't fighting back. Yeah. Mm hmm. The, the way he hits him in the chest with the sword and like slices down and picks it back up, what is that? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the slit to his throat did more damage than that chest hit. Yeah. Than him punching his chest with a sword. Yeah. It's not even like he stabbed him. He, like, just a weak slash slap. Yeah. I don't know. And then <laughs> and then he loses. Okay. <laughs> and then he's getting quickened or he, he's getting quickened on and falls off the tower again. Yeah. No reason for that. Was that supposed to be, like, a comedic thing or, like, com comedy I don't know. relief when he falls off the tower the second I time? I didn't see it as funny. I just I don't know. I think I missed that. I was too busy screaming at the TV while you were not moving, you stupid Heather. Maybe maybe it was to show that the the quickening kind of weakened him for a moment. Maybe. Because he just pops right up. Yeah. <laughs> Twice he fell off that stupid tower. <laughs> and he doesn't kill her. He doesn't kill Heather. He just... Yeah. So really, unless you didn't... Like, you could have just not said you raped her, and we didn't even have to know. Yeah, why, yeah. why was he so dead set for Connor anyway? At this point, there's all these other immortals in the world. But Made no sense. No. Like, it's not like he doesn't know where Connor is after he stabs him in the gut and doesn't finish it the first time. Yeah. But he just gives up, and then we'll see you again in <laughs> seven years. I always wondered how many they started out with at first. Like, I always wanted to know. Oh, how many immortals there yeah. were all together in the beginning? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wanted so bad to watch all the, the movies and did not get a chance to do that. I just watched the first one. The movies will bug you because they're so ridiculously inconsistent. Well, this yeah, the movie <laughs> bothered me because of that. Yeah. One of the issues is the guy who wrote the story for the first one yeah. never wrote another story for any of the sequels. Yeah, it was, wasn't it what the, a college kid, college, college student or something wrote? Yeah, he wrote Highlander. And then they made all these sequels, and he gets writing credits, but for characters based on. Right, right. Yeah. He doesn't write the stories. Yeah. So they're just like, oh, they're aliens. <laughs> yeah. he, didn't, he didn't okay any of this crap. Yeah, yeah. 
Wonder how Maddie got over that. The second movie is the very one that everybody wants to forget. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we've done a movie by this guy before. He's the writer yeah. that gave us uh Was it the same same idea too? He wrote it as as a college student. There was another one we did that was the same situation. Maybe. Cuz he's he's wrote this one. He wrote Highlander, he wrote Backdraft. Oh, The Prophecy. I love that one. Okay, yeah. I think we mentioned the same the same thing during when we did the prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder if he did anything after college. <laughs> Backdraft was nineties, right? That one had uh is that Ray Liotta and Robert De Niro? No. no. Maybe. It's a firefighter movie. I'm wanting to say Kurt Russell, but I don't think it was him. I'm always wanting to say Kurt Russell at some point or another. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Russell. William Baldwin and Kurt Russell were in Backdraft. Yeah, so not Ray Liotta and Robert De Niro. <laughs> no. <laughs> We get that added scene of Connor during World War II explaining where Rachel came from. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I what every time I've seen it before, I never saw that scene. Yeah. And it always felt awkward why they were so close, but didn't seem like a couple. Yeah. I just think it's weird that it wasn't that it wasn't in the theatrical release. It just wasn't in the th- theatrical release for America. Right, in the U.S., yeah. Yeah. I don't get that. It's such a necessary scene. It's a cool scene. Yeah. It's always cool when you throw in a dead Nazi. <laughs> Killed him with his own gun. He has kind of a questionable line in that one, though. It's like, whatever you say, Jack, you're the masked Chris. <laughs> like, he doesn't quite get the word out right. Yeah. Whatever you say, Jack, you're masked Chris. I love our marine gun nut guy. <laughs> the survivalist. Driving up and down the streets in New York City with half a dozen machine guns in his passenger yeah. seat. Uzis and... Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know why other countries look at us like gun nuts. Yeah, really. <laughs> Meanwhile, they they see us all as that guy in that Trans Am. Yes, there are people. There's nobody like that. I mean, there might be the they one. They'd be arrested. There might be seconds. the one oddball around, but this is like they were they were making his character to be like like this is a normal thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I saw him, and I immediately thought of a couple guys that he's like a trope of. It's not as yeah. on a hundred as he is, right, but right, like, yeah. like I can see you trying to convince me that it's cool that you have guns in the car. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, man, it's cool, because just in case you know. Just in case what, we need 12 guns? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. You need half a dozen machine guns? <laughs> Come on. I did know somebody years ago. It wasn't my friend. It was a friend of my stepfather's who actually carried three guns on him. First, like, <laughs> The third one, just in case the first two failed. He had one on his hip, <laughs> on his belt. He had one on his back on his belt, and he had another one on his ankle. Yeah. Just in case he gets disarmed and he has to do some diehard shit. Yeah. That's so many. That yeah, must be so uncomfortable. Ridiculous. God forbid somebody grabs it off of you because you have too many areas to protect. Yeah. That's what I don't like about him. Yeah. Like, that's why I wouldn't just have one on my side is, is someone could just be standing behind me in line. Yeah. That's and, why. That's, and now they have a gun. That's what I don't like about open carry. Yeah. Yeah. When it's visible and it's on your hip and everybody can see it, that's not a, that's a bad idea. And then I don't like the idea of concealed carry for me because I know how many times I drop my phone or my vape or my wallet in public, and I don't want to be dropping a gun. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get I can a, see that. You need a secure holster. <laughs> Go to get out of my car. It falls, shoots through my own tire. <laughs> through your own foot. Yeah, my foot and my tire. Now I need to go to the hospital and get a ride there. <laughs> he finishes off, what's his name there? Castigar. Our Marine guy gets a few shots off on him with an Uzi. Yeah, a few. He emptied a clip of that machine. Yeah, gun. hit him five times. <laughs> yeah. You can count he the holes on his shirt. He would have been dead if he died. 
And then he proceeds to stab him through the stomach, throughout through the spine. You see the blade come out the back of come out his back. Yeah. Picks him up <sighs> off the ground and then throws him just with the sword. <laughs> and you made a comment earlier today when we were watching it. Like I remembered as a kid thinking that he was one of the immortals and he just cheated with the gun. Yeah, yeah. And when you said it, like it clicked a memory for me. Like that, I also thought that, and it's. Be- I think it's because we see him get picked up by a sword through his gut and spine and thrown, yeah. and he's fine. Yeah, he can give a, a detailed. No one should live after that. No. Yeah, no. There was a character in the TV series that did that. That was going after Duncan McLeod in the TV series with guns. Yes, he was che- cheated at all those kills. He cheated at, shot him, and then went to be hit, behead him. I forget. I forget how Duncan got around that, but yeah, that was his modus operandi. I wouldn't even <laughs> call it cheating. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I would say call it better at the game. <laughs> that is true, unless it has to do with honor amongst. Yeah, that's that's about. about <laughs> it, yeah. And the honor thing is kind of a joke because they set up the Kurgan as just like this is the most evil an evil can be. Yes, it, it, he comes from the steppes of Russia, the Kurgan people, and they used to throw their children in with with hungry dogs for fun. Yeah, and then the fight for food. Yeah, and then Ramirez sets up that you don't battle on holy ground. Mm-hmm. No one does that at all. It's it's about honor or <laughs> tradition. Yeah. Then they're at the church. They didn't say it was like an official thing, like you can't do it. No, it's they like, just said everybody honors that. It's, everybody honors that tradition. Yeah. But Kurgan is not everybody. He's the worst of the worst. We've seen him yeah. do horrible things. So when they're at the church and he's 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 saying some foul shit to Connor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Connor like grabs him by the jacket and the Kurgan's like, remember what Ramirez told you. Yeah. So if, if there's nothing stopping Connor from doing it, what the hell is stopping the Kurgan from doing it? Yeah, really. I think he was more or less just trying to be, I'm better than you because I'm not fighting in the church. Like, fizz- like it doesn't seem like a Kirk, but that's the only thing I could think of. That's not the hairstyle you show up with to do that flex. <laughs> How is that, that a poor disguise? Guy. <laughs> I like the idea of the bur- the tiny little braid going down just that one piece on the bald head. I like that. <laughs> Why do you have to like make it look like he gouged parts of his head in? I got confused <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, "Oh, was there some point in that last fight where he got lit on fire or something?" It doesn't look like a haircut. It looks like he had his head burned. It yeah. might have been it. Yeah, but there was all not. there was all kinds of dense, like huge, huge and crater black dense charred yeah. areas. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it's just a haircut he did. Yeah. Did it myself. That's what originally I thought, and then he said that. Did it with that. me, me crab claws. <laughs> yeah. But when he had said he did it himself, I was like, what's the matter with you? I was fine with it if you got blown up, and that's just the aftermath. Right, no. It's that would have been better. The lightning hit him and burnt his hair off. <laughs> right. Anything that could have explained why it looked burned. Yeah. Burned, gouged. I just didn't get why he said that was a disguise. How's that a disguise? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It makes you more noticeable. If people weren't going to look at you, they are now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they wanted to be less noticeable. He put a, would have put a turtleneck on. Turtleneck, a baseball cap, maybe a jacket. Seven foot tall maniac looking motherfucker. Yeah. Not walk around dressed as a Cinnabite in New York City. <laughs> yeah. That was my first comment. I was like, this needs to be in Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> Again, loved his performance. Yeah. Oh, he was good. Yeah. I didn't like the scene at the church, though, how it ends with his, I got something to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
That felt like kind of a stupid line. I don't know how accurate it was, but they say that line was improvised. I saw an interview of Clancy Brown talking, and he was complaining about that scene, saying that there was really? a lot of really good lines written in the script that they didn't go with. <laughs> like, uh, talking to Connor, like, I liked it better when they did it in, in Greek or Roman. <laughs> like, they're doing it in English, it's not as good or Supposedly, something. there was a bunch of stuff about Kurgan, too. They showed a lot of his history, also. Like, in, liked in, in all hear- the stuff that got cut. I would have liked to know something about him. So like I they showed he's just evil. Something about, I don't know if he was fighting Genghis Khan or if he teamed up with Genghis Khan, but there was a whole bunch of stuff like that. Hmm. I'm not sure if they filmed it or if it was in the original script and didn't film it. Or... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so that's in the novelization. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. the novelization of the film goes way into the details of what he did. Yeah, all right. But I would have liked to have seen some of that, too. Well, we don't know what Cavill's going to be putting out. Right. Right? He's the one that's going to be in the remake next year? That's what, that's what I saw online. It's going to be, I don't, I don't know what, Cavill's role was announced as Connor McLeod. Yeah. But they also showed that Keanu Reeves is supposed to be in it also. Uh, who, I don't know who, he, if he's playing a villain or what. I don't know. You can't have Henry Cavill versus Keanu Reeves as a villain. Keanu yeah, Reeves has I just to be playing, know. he's got to be playing Ramirez. Oh, but he wouldn't do that now. I saw him in another movie. It was a martial arts movie where he was a villain. My point with him is the size difference between Henry Cavill oh, yeah. and Keanu Reeves. It won't be like the Kurgan with Connor. Yeah, yeah. It would be very opposite. <laughs> That's why I'm thinking he could play more of like a Ramirez's role. Maybe not named Ramirez. Maybe, yeah. nowadays and Keanu wouldn't go <laughs> do that. All I know is when you said that for some godforsaken reason, I pictured Keanu Reeves as a redhead and cringed. <laughs> <laughs> Who has red hair? Scottish. Oh, they make him like Angus. <laughs> first, I'll teach you to use this. What about his first girlfriend? She was a pretty nice lady. I liked her so much better than the other one. Not Heather, the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. She was horrible. Yeah. She was not very loyal. Kate, I think was her name. Kate, burn him. You're just in bed with him the night before. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I love just you. Burn love you. you. <laughs> Screaming by his side. Please don't die. Please, I love you. Yeah. I, it turns out I'm okay. Burn him! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a weird scene too. Just touching back a little bit when when he's at the the bar the next morning with his clan, and they're like drinking with us. Are you? I think Dougal says it, and they're all kind of pissed at him for some reason. But yeah. she walks up to him and like she at one point she reaches her hand out like to touch him like lovingly and is like. He's in leagues with Satan. Like, why are <laughs> yeah. you acting like you like him while saying you hate him and want him to die? Yeah, yeah. Very confusing. I don't know. The only thing I think, think of is the producer asked her to make it look like she was in shock and still wanted to be with him by getting the emotion across as she pulls back. The Satan thing, that's the only thing, and she just didn't play it right. I would just call that a bad choice. Yeah. Hey, you, the scene is you, you're calling for his murder. But you love him. No, you don't then. No, you don't. Not then. at that point, no. <laughs> the only one that didn't seem like he wanted to burn him at the stake with his friend. Angus. Yeah, his cousin didn't care Angus. one bit. <laughs> you gotta say Angus. 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 Yeah, I think that scene would have played better if it was like they were all in the bar and they were like mourning his death. And then he kind of walks through the door. <laughs> yeah. Like, what yeah. the? Like, oh my God, what the, what, what's, what happened? Oh my God, why are you alive? It's just so <laughs> weird that they immediately hate him. Yeah. 
They didn't even say he died. Like, he didn't die. He was just on his deathbed. Yeah. That means he didn't actually pass. So what's so wrong about him? I get it I because he's so well prepared afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> he's just walking around when nothing happened. But he wasn't dead yet, so he could pull through. Oh, he did die in that scene, didn't he? Right at the very end? No. His eyes kind of went still. It's debatable. They, didn't, they never really, like, show a I'm dead moment. Yeah. The guy's just like, I got other people that are dying. That's yeah. all we can do, and leaves. And she starts screaming. Yeah. And he's like, let him die in peace. He doesn't want to hear the whales. He's a Highlander woman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use that whenever you start yelling about something. I'm going to start yelling about more things than you know. Well, then I'm going to say it a lot. <laughs> I'm a Highlander woman. Last thing I need to hear is a woman wailing. It's smacked with a book <laughs> from another room. <laughs> She doesn't like my... Well, it's going to be a tablet because it's an audio book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an audio book on her, on her Xbox. It's going to be clunk. <laughs> I don't own the Xbox. I'll use his Xbox. <laughs> oh, you're going to correct with your own Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. I'm glad we're building the scene here. I like that. Now you need stitches and a new Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> something happens when these xboxes i'm at the point where i'll get like a roku or something <laughs> i watch more vhs like i try to go on youtube every once in a while just throw something on that everybody can watch not having to worry about picking and it used to be youtube my algorithm kind of knew at least one or two things in all the lists that i would definitely want to watch at this time but i watch so much vhs now that like youtube has no idea who i am anymore <laughs> i get on there and it's just like what you're back where did you get yeah. Maybe you like, uh, <laughs> you want to watch Orbit's videos? No. I wonder if there's a way to reset that, that whole algorithm thing. You, yeah, you can delete your search and, and watch history yeah. and reset the app. And then you just get sent back to like Mr. Beast videos. All yeah, the it's the most, most popular stuff. Yeah. And you kind of got to rebuild again most, what you like. Most watched. Yeah. I've done it. I've done it twice. Yeah. <laughs> You had to. Just, yeah. just trying to force just, this into it, and I did. Just open it up and then sign out and watch it. Yeah. Did that do it? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. The sign in, sign out thing is so busted on my Xbox that yeah. just touching it, I feel like. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like all of those type of apps should have that option to just reset. <laughs> oh, that church scene, by the way, did have my favorite line from the Kurgan in it. Yeah. It was before the better to burn out than fade away. Yeah. It's when the priest walks up to him and he's like, people are trying to pray. It was after Connor walked out. <laughs> and he mumbles to the priest like, he really cares about you mortals. And the priest is like, of course, he died for our sins. <laughs> and that shall be his undoing. <laughs> he's going to go after him next. Well, he's dead. He died for our sins. Yeah. It was his undoing. It's funny. I'm pretty sure he's ta he's talking about McLeod that had just walked away. He really cares for these mortals. And then, th so this will be his undoing. And then he gets the girl and hangs her on that, you know, he hangs Brenda up on that thing to make him come out. Right. But the priest thinks he's talking about Jesus. And it's just so funny, someone being like, hey, he died for our sins. That shall be his undoing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> I didn't quite understand Brenda's whole career. You don't understand her metallurgical forensic uh, <laughs> authorship police detective? She wrote a book on antique swords. Right. But she works for a police department in forensics. Right. I was thinking that that's her, like, uh, 
like, love ha- hobby that she can't do because it doesn't pay the bills. So she's stuck doing this yeah. forensic nonsense. She wrote this book that nobody bought. Yeah. <laughs> she's a, they set her up to be just her own series. She's yeah. a detective yeah. with this other bones. skill she can use. Yeah. <laughs> she's like the castle or bones or psych or pick, pick a show where there's a detective that has another skill that helps yeah. out in some ways. She's she just bumped into Connor in her own show. Yeah. <laughs> One of her like extensions to her forensic labs finds out that Russell Nash has the same handwriting as twelve or thirteen different people in the past two hundred years. Yeah. That have all lived in the same area. Just happened to stumble across all this information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he <laughs> just he just immediately is like, So what you're dealing with here is a guy who is seven hundred years old. Not any other assumption he came to he hasn't even met the dude he hasn't seen no sword fight and electric stuff yep. he just saw some paperwork and was like you're dealing with a 700 year old man <laughs> <laughs> that was some cool 80s computer work i liked that <laughs> i always feel like we got to mention when we get some 80s computer screen stuff going on yeah it's so weird thinking about those computers i like how they made it like the computer cut apart all those words and moved them yeah you know it was a person that had to do it right <laughs> Computers weren't capable of that at the time, I don't think. <laughs> Stuff that they, they would never even do now. Yeah. Like, never were <laughs> yeah. able to do. They send, tend to do in, in the 80s. Yeah. Brenda and Connor's sex scene. <laughs> Them actors are doing sex to each other. I can tell you that in that scene. Like, you see a sex scene in the movie and you, you know, you, you're, you're suggested as to what's going on under the blanket. You understand that. But usually they're like kissing or, you know, hugging. Uh, he's yeah. just sucking nipples. She's grabbing his butthole. <laughs> like, those actors are doing sex. You saw that much going on. <laughs> I mean, we all watched the movie. Pretty steamy. It just goes from that, from the him, him sucking her nipple and her grabbing his butthole <laughs> to lions. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it, <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out how do you get that he's scared to live from only being with him for one night and then saying, I don't want a relationship. I got so confused how that all happened within three seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most people are afraid to die. You're afraid to live. I only caught the stag, feeling the stag, and that made him run faster because he was running with the power of the stag. Yeah. Like this this time watching it for the show. And for some reason, forgot the rest of the movie or something. Because when they open up on those lions at the zoo, I got so excited for like a split second. Like, oh, he's going to become one with the lion. And now he has lion. No, of course not. None of that. We're never going to talk about that power again, ever again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forget what you saw. It's like candy. That power went with candy somewhere. And the police after the, after the sketch. No, you get to hear hear about it for three seconds at the very end when he's giving the epilogue about everything. That's a little oh, yeah. time. The prize <laughs> he gets at the end. Yes. Yeah. Make himself feel and know what everyone else is because I feel like that's what the stag was. You're letting your body feel and know what that animal was. Yeah, that was something different from the from the series too. In the series, it was you just gained you gained more knowledge. Yeah. Like every immortal you kill, you get you gained all the knowledge that they've accumulated all their lives and from every immortal they killed and so on. That's how I remembered it. I didn't remember it all that other mumbo jumbo they were saying at the end, but it was good. I liked it. I liked that prize <laughs> much better than you just gain knowledge. That's a good lesson to teach your kids. 
<laughs> Listen, when you get quickened by cutting off an immortal's head, you're you're not just quickening that immortal. You're quickening every immortal that immortal's quickened with. So, you know. It was like that too. Where is the recap on that? The sword. older, the older the immortal was, and the more experience they had, the more powerful the quickening was. Yeah. Ah. Like if he killed the, an immortal and only been doing it for a short time, he'd like he'd hit with lightning and be standing there and fine. If he killed somebody that was like five thousand years old, it would lift him up in the air and throw him through a wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that coincides with this movie. Yeah, the quickening's the- way stronger from Kurgan, and plus, yeah. we're being told these are like the last few. And yeah. you kind of get the feeling that it's like different souls or different things. It's not just one going into it. The whole I really bunch. liked when, when he cuts. He doesn't clean cut it off. He like cuts the front. He just does a little better than Ramirez did, it seemed like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that effect where the head rolls back and that energy comes flying out of the neck. Yeah. I yeah. liked it. For 86, I liked that. It was a little weird because after his head fell off, his body went back to attention with the sword. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then in uh, the parking lot fight, when Felice, I think it was, gets beheaded and his body starts floating, his body's floating with a blue head on it, like a blue white head on it. <laughs> like the form of his soul was still <clears throat> occupying the space. Yeah. He's got ghost head syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brenda, your results are in? The doctor would like to see you now? Okay. You have an ancient form of gonorrhea. I don't know how you got an ancient <laughs> gonorrhea. <laughs> but this is something we can't treat. Connor's like, it's a kind of magic. <laughs> Great. Oh, God. You didn't think about that? You must, I mean, you must have saw the extra, extra uh, yeah. extended cut. <laughs> yeah, I got the 11th anniversary ad- extended, extended edition. Yeah. So 20 million babies by now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, immortals can't die from disease, but they do carry it. <laughs> they, they are carriers. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't show symptoms. That would be a horrifying <laughs> science fiction movie. Yeah. Victor shows up at, I call him Victor, Kruger, Kurgan, just Clancy yeah. Brown. It's all the same guy. Shows up at Brenda's apartment. Hello, pretty. And yeah. he's just eating a Vienna sausage on a popsicle stick. He's chasing her to her apartment. She gets in, slams the door shut, and then stands there. Yes, it made me so mad. <laughs> I'm thinking in yeah. my head, I know she's got the gun in there. <laughs> yeah, she did have a gun. Well, what's it going to do? But she didn't even try. <laughs> but what the hell was he eating on the stairs? Oh, it, I don't it know. It really looked like a Vienna sausage on a popsicle <laughs> stick. I, it didn't look like an ice pop I've ever seen. It was like skin pink. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Um, I, I, okay. I saw it, but I couldn't. It grossed me I, out. I couldn't recognize it. It was grosser than his tongue stuff. <laughs> He had so much of that in this movie. But I've noticed I get very upset when it's just women doing absolutely nothing when the correct response is to go. Yeah. <laughs> I had like two of those moments in this movie. Yeah. And this ain't even one of those movies where you would expect that from because she's she's part of the fight at the end. You know, she blocks the death blow for mm-hmm. Connor. Yeah. And instead of the usual hero's line like, like, get out of the way. What are you doing here? I told you to leave. Yeah. Or something like that. He's like, what took you? <laughs> yeah, it took you so long. Yeah. <laughs> he lights that candle for Heather, and then freaking Kurgan shows up and immediately puts it all out. Yeah. Everybody's candles. Everyone's candles. <laughs> That's so disrespectful. But he hit him like daintily, like, ow, fire hurts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, supposed yeah. to be this immortal in leather gloves, and you're like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> he even says a little prayer for Juan Ramirez. It's like like Frankenstein's monster to fire. Ah, fire, ah. 
<laughs> I will never understand the thought process b- behind hiring the most Scottish Scottish actor of all time to play Juan Ramirez, the Spaniard. <laughs> Give him lines like, let's see how your short play has advanced, Bendejo. <laughs> uh, muy bien. What's haggis? You know what haggis is. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I like they're supposed to be for Egypt. That made me more mad. They had a chance to fix it. He's like, I'm not really (laughs) Spanish. No, we know. I'm Egyptian. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, you're not. It was funny. He may not be Spanish, but he was a Spanish peacock in this movie. He achieved that. I loved it so much. I said the other night, if it was this movie was on, it would have been the best dressed. (laughs) Sorry, my pick for next year. He gets a hold of her and immediately accusts them in the car just going for a joyride. I mean, he's just mowing down people yeah, on the streets yeah. and causing accidents. Some of the accidents he didn't cause. They just happen. Permanent chicken. Yeah. Just went on the opposite side of the road and stayed there. <laughs> what about when he's driving up the sidewalk of the bridge? Not even on the road. <laughs> yeah. She passes out in the passenger seat. Bouncing off the guardrail. Yeah. <laughs> he is having a blast in that scene. <laughs> yeah. He usually has a blast in all, especially the one where he got, got in the car and was like, Hi, Mom. Mom. What a weird line. Why was she not getting out of the car? Your husband's been lifted out. I mean, he just turned your car into a convertible. You're just sitting there. Yeah. And then he picks him up and throws him out of the car, and she just stays sitting there like, well, this is my chair. She starts climbing out of the car after he starts going 100 miles per hour. Yeah. Like, don't you think you should have done that when he first got in? (laughs) He likes being in the car scenes. Makes him happy. He's always happy when he's driving a car. Beats the horse days. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. How do you cut open the roof of a horse? Oh, gosh. That's the problem. You don't do that. You just turn them into shorter horses. <laughs> yeah. That don't move as good. Yeah. We get that epic rooftop fight at Silver Cup Studios. There was some IMDb trivia about Silver Cup Studios I didn't read. Did you check it? I did not, no. Uh, something about that place being I heard a it was spot. A, yeah, I don't know about it being a famous spot. I know why they picked it. They wanted to do the Statue of Liberty, but it had been done. Similar scenes were filmed in a couple movies a couple, few years prior to that. So they ended up changing it to, they were, he was driving past the studio and looked up and saw the sign and just decided that's where he wants to do it. Yeah. He like points up at it, at Brenda, like excited <laughs> in the, in the scene. Yeah. And she's passed out asleep from like fear <laughs> or something. Poor girl. Look, it's Silver Cup Studios. Like, what do you care? It's not even a real place. Yeah. That's where candy works. <laughs> I'm trying to find candy or Connor, one of them. Yeah. Or me daughter Pearl. Oh, goodness. Sweet wampum. I don't know why he had to keep kidnapping her. I mean, if they were going to fight eventually anyway, I mean, why? Yeah. They're, he, the la- they're the last two. After leaving the church, Connor says, <laughs> you can't stay in here forever. Connor wants to kill yeah, you now. Yeah, at this now. point, yeah. Why do you need to convince Connor to come after you? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, you know. We're going to poke holes in a perfect movie. I won't stand for it. <laughs> I just think he wanted to make sure the fight happened as quick as possible. And ir- He just likes pissing off people. He does. Yeah, that's very maybe good. He loves doing that. I think he handled the hotel clerk, the motel clerk, excuse me, like the hero of the movie, though. <laughs> yeah. Don't speak to me again. Like, that's everybody wanted him not to speak again. <laughs> yeah. Everyone <laughs> wants to be able to say that to somebody in their life, and they just don't have the guts to do it. So go you. <laughs> you picked your stand on your hotel guy. 
The fight's pretty good. It always seems like Connor's better at fighting with a pipe than a sword in this movie. <laughs> Whenever he picks up a pipe, yeah. it's like he becomes super efficient. You notice that? Happened in the first one in the, in the parking lot fight. Yeah. And then when he's fighting the Kurgan the first time, he picks up a pipe and starts actually putting a beating on him. How come Kurgan's sword could cut through the roof of a car, but he couldn't cut through the pipe? Yeah. <laughs> What's that uh, fighting with the sticks? Like they were doing Game of Thrones last night. Yeah, there is a word for that style of fighting that I don't remember right now. Because there's all kinds of different stick fightings, like Kenpo. Yeah, that's so, got one with well, the two sticks. Well, yeah. I was wondering if he ever did that, something like that, so when he picked up the pipe, it just felt more natural in his hands as he was right. going back and forth. Maybe that's what this sequel will be, or this remake they're going to show. Those are the interesting years. Show us Connor training and going against the smaller bosses, yeah. and then... I'm I'm actually on board for them remaking Highlander. I think this is the type of movie they should remake. Yeah. I would love it. I have no qualms about it. I just would like something before he got his powers. Yeah. <laughs> I want a full on that well, that's one of the reasons I was excited to watch the sequel is I saw that they brought Sean Connery back for the next one. The second one, yeah. But then I found out about the whole the alien stuff and yeah, I don't know if it just I gets it. really weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then they never reference it again in any of the sequels after that. <laughs> so we gotta at least talk about the prize <laughs> when he when he does kill the Kurgan, yeah, and the quickening in that moment, that is fuck wild. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, instead of just lightning, it's lightning that looks like demons. And stuff. Yeah, all the <laughs> demons, and, and like even the director's commentary that was on this tape was like, you could tell they weren't super happy with how the demon stuff aged, like the way it looks like a cartoon flying around the screen yeah. yeah and he's like yeah we just did all this to hide the wire work and and nope. it didn't hide the wire work <laughs> no you can see the wires <laughs> yeah. very clearly even the way he's like spinning around it's like they they only shot the parts where they lost control of the wires and <laughs> yeah. it's not like an interesting spinning it's like a guy spinning on wires not only can you see the wires very clearly but you can see the wires very clearly on a vhs yeah <laughs> i think the only one i felt just as disappointed with this like that kind of feel was with Blade. It had gave me Blade, the same yeah. kind of Blade. feel. And Spawn. Yeah. yeah. Did not like that. But with with Blade and Spawn, though, those are like, it's just overly CGI. This is just wire work. Yeah. I'm okay yeah. with if it's just the wire work. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> if we're thinking just wire work, I think their wire work on this one came out better than their CGI on the other two. Yeah. So much better. That's Yeah, the, I, don't, I don't think the wire bad. work in this one was bad. It was just poorly hidden. Yeah. <laughs> True. But the prize is weird. <laughs> the quickening overpowers me. <laughs> I know everything. I am everything. We get these weird little split, like tiny little sh vignette shots as it's happening of like a clay mold of Connor's head blowing up. <laughs> Did you notice that? It's like yeah. blink if you, and you'll miss it. Yeah, that I missed. Yeah, because it's like a, a half, like a second and a fraction of just, it's a clay head of Connor and it blows up and then it goes back to him floating. <laughs> like all just the weirdest things they could throw in there. And they said that they're, during shooting, the one thing they were worried about is how are we going to show the prize at the end? What is the prize at the end? Oh, yeah. I can tell what everyone's like thinking. It. Yeah. That seems like a curse, just so we understand that. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a prize. And also now he can have kids and grow old. Yeah. But he's not mortal. No, no one says he's mortal. Says he can grow old and he can have kids. I feel like he can just decide to. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand that part at all because all I was thinking was if that's the case, then does this thing start all over again when you pass and all your energy goes somewhere else? Like it dispersates and back who, into new. 
And who told him <laughs> that he can now grow old and have kids? No one. <laughs> it's just, just the knowledge. He, he just knows everything. Instinctively yeah. knew it. And then he even says, you never told me about that, you Spanish peacock. Yeah. He's like, patience. Bendejo. Yeah, was he imagining Sean Connery? That's new lines at the end. Like there were some points where was like, Connery's voice comes through, but it's things he said in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. At the end, there, that's just a whole ass new line. Yeah. Did we mention so, the part that he's one with everything, and everything is also spirits? Maybe he understands everything. There's nothing that's not understandable. <laughs> so he was spirits talking. and all and things. What about Sean Connery's full name in this movie? <laughs> Juan Villa Lopez Ramirez. What was it? It's like four names. Yeah, <laughs> all hard to say. <laughs> the most Spanish Spanish name ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't get over that. So so Scottish. I love it. <laughs> I'm so amused by it because it's just him and he does everything perfect. He's great. <laughs> it's so weird. He's so miscast as the Spanish guy. And the, it didn't bother the, me so much until he said Spanish words. Yeah, that's why I keep that's really when it dialing me. in on the pendejo. Because <laughs> yeah. that was the one that struck me the most. But all you had to do to fix it was change his name. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing else you have to do. Yeah. There's no reason they couldn't change that name. No. It was already too long a name. <laughs> <laughs> well, but then we would have lost the Spanish peacock outfit. The Spanish peacock stuff <laughs> we need in. It. We definitely need that in. Yeah. He's the best dressed dude in the whole film, yeah. You can't take that away from me, people. No. He could have shown up in a really elaborate kilt. No. <laughs> it's not the same. We haven't even talked about his outfit. Like, it's the red, it's, I don't even know what you call that outfit. The pants, it's like the. As the huge pant, like, pantaloons on the shoulders going into, like, a tiny bit of tightness and then more pantaloons. And he has, I don't know, it's wonderful. He has, <laughs> on top of the peacock feathers across, draped across his shoulders, he's dressed like like Michelangelo, kind of. Like yeah. an old artist. Yeah, but enormous, more formal. Enormous feather in his hat. But with a huge leather cod piece. Yeah. <laughs> like, that extends past his thighs. I don't know. Just a giant leather. They went as overboard with that costume as they could. It's a certain time period. I can't think of the time period, but it is a real actual outfit. I just love it. Well, I'm going to give this one a... Favorite scenes? My favorite scene... (laughs) Was a stag. Or no. I know that's my favorite scene. It's good. Yeah, it was good. I think it's the fight between Ramirez and and, uh, Kurgan. As as much as I have a problem with the way it ended, like visually... It's the most badass shit. Them going up that tower, the lightning. It looks like a. It looks like an album cover. Every shot of that scene looks like an album cover from the from like the seventies and eighties for a rock band. Yeah. That crazy tower, the lightning, them fighting with swords on top, just silhouetted. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. That's the best scene. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I weren't gonna pick that, I'd probably pick Kurgan in the car. <laughs> just going bonkers in the car the driving, driving through the city yeah <laughs> least favorite for me will be the interrogation scene yeah that was pretty yeah. need it didn't make any sense really a lot of the police stuff didn't need didn't, yeah. didn't want I agree with that one I'm trying to think if there's any other one that's not good because that was the, my thought pattern too was that one yeah 
the candy thing was a fun little aside. It wasn't necessary for the movie. It made no sense. Didn't didn't pay off anything at the end. Yeah. But it was like we're talking about a four second chunk of the movie. It's not like you yeah, cut yeah. that out and you have enough time to fix something else. That interrogation scene was long and unnecessary. It's yeah. just it's just rehashing information we already had from the earlier scene. And awkward. They had no reason to believe that he was the guy that no, did that. Nothing like that. And, but and, and the only new information we get, we don't get any new information. No. It's 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 old information. <laughs> we just got the scene before. It, yeah. You know, about this guy in New Jersey. You know about him? No. Well, the audience does already. It was the scene before. <laughs> we don't need this. Yeah. Oh, least favorites. Did everybody say their least favorites? I said it was the same one. I couldn't think of anything okay. else. Yeah, I agreed with you. Oh, yeah. That's the worst scene the, then. Yeah. The cops, yeah. That's so weird. I... I didn't see any reason for them to be interrogating him about this murder to begin with. No. How many people were in that stadium? Yeah. It's <laughs> Madison Square Garden. Yeah. They call it one person leaving. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about the fabulous... <laughs> who was it that was fighting? <laughs> Freebirds. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I'm writing it an eight. It's a dirty eight, though. It's a dust and eight. <laughs> yeah. For me... Campiness in films can be good for me, so I, you may get a dirty eight for me. That's <laughs> it's more of a a Chicago six, but it's a dirty eight for. Dustin. It's an enjoyable movie, so it's up there. Yeah, <laughs> mine's a six. Yeah. It's not something I go look for. <laughs> You're flipping through channels, and you you stumble upon it right when Sean Connery and and Heather are having their wine. You're not going to hang out for a second. No. Oh man, I disagree. <laughs> I think I'll, I will. <laughs> I'll, spl- I'll split the difference between the two of you. I'm going to go seven. Okay. okay. <laughs> One of the things that really took me out of it was seeing those wires at the end. That, yeah. That really bugged me. <laughs> There's some holes. We found some holes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like the hole that he had the quickening when th- he didn't kill anyone. Oh, when he just met Yeah. Ramirez. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, that was so stupid to me. Yeah, he's over there getting struck by lightning for meeting the guy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. my God. Then that should have happened on the battlefield. Overly dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you heard what we thought about the film. If you have any opinions you'd like to share with us, keep the conversation going online. We are on Instagram, at Movies Against, on Twitter, at Movies Against. We have an email, moviesagainsttime at gmail.com or matpod at mail.com. Leave a five-star review and subscribe. Ah. What is it that they have to do? How do you become a good podcast? <laughs> Leave us a five-star review and... And subscribe, I would say. Subscribe. Yeah. yeah. should do that. Pass it on. Tell your friends. Uh, yeah, us. just tell a friend. Let yeah. them figure out if they like us or not. This is like episode 106 or something. I'm like, how do we end it? <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for Bob to tell us our next pick. I've been toying with this one for a long time, and I kind of hesitated a bunch of times on picking it because we already did Top Gun. I'm picking Iron Eagle. Bob has been on my back for three years to watch this movie, (laughs) and it sounds like I'm going to watch it now. (laughs) Yeah, the only thing I know about it is it's got Louis Gossett Jr. in it, and it came out the same year as Top Gun, which was a bad idea for Actually, a few months before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oops. With a higher budget. (laughs) But they didn't have the... The Air Force on their side. Nope. <laughs> so, do you know where it's playing, Bob? It is free on a few websites. Oh, then we'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I don't have it on VHS or else. Hear that? So, watch it before we tell you about it so you can have an idea if we're right yeah. or wrong. Yeah. And until next time, never overextend when you thrust. It leaves you vulnerable and off balance. Okay, I was wrong. It's not free. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs>